You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. In its heyday, the Bluebird Inn was one of the iconic jazz clubs here in the city of Detroit. It's located on the city's west side, and jazz legends such as Miles Davis, John Coltrane, and countless others played on the Inn's stage. Over the years, the venue and stage, of course, fell into disrepair, but within the past five years, it has been rebuilt by the Detroit Sound Conservancy and will be used as a, quote, modular and mobile programming experience. The stage just recently returned from a design festival in France. Joining me now to talk about this wonderful restoration project is Dr. Carlton Goals, activist, archivist, activist in Detroit music history, preservation. Carlton, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning and thanks for having me. Yeah, this is such a cool project. I am super excited about the idea of not just restoring something that was great, but restoring it in a way that more people can experience it uh, because it's mobile. Absolutely. And so I just, I feel like I, from the jump, I need to thank DC3 uh, who helped us uh, get that initial funding to make this all possible. And And the work department who are the curators that uh, chose the Bluebird stage to go to the Biennale, which finishes actually this weekend in Saint Etienne, uh-huh. uh, France, and so it will be packaged up next week, hopefully soon, and then make its <laughs> way back to Detroit um, in June uh, for programming here in the city. Yeah. So, so explain how this how this works. This restoration of the stage as a modular and mobile programming experience. Well, uh, it works in a scrappy, grassroots, clarinet <laughs> reeds and scotch tape kind of way. Right. Um, it, we, it's, it's a five-year process. The Sound Conservancy is five years old. We'll be, we'll be celebrating our fifth birthday, April 24th, on that Monday. And that actual birthday is really from our, fir- our first group uh, meeting, which we had at the Bluebird. We had a photo outside the venue and we, at the time, didn't even know how to access the building or how to do the history. It's really been a learning process. So the Bluebird's been part of our process from from jump. Uh-huh. And then finally, about a year or so ago, we just we knew the we knew the uh, roof was coming in. We had made a deal with an with an earlier owner um, to pull the stage out and yeah. to preserve it. And uh, now it's going to do new things. Yeah, I mean, it's such a great again a great concept that uh, this old place that had such meaning here in the city of Detroit can't be saved but uh the the important part of it right the the stage where uh all of these very famous uh, jazz musicians uh, appeared we can we can preserve that well absolutely although we haven't given up on the building or the neighborhood at all sure. five i mean tyreman is a very important west side street as you well know yes. and uh, deserves to to be honored and, and protected in the ways that other parts of the city uh, are being discussed. Yeah. Um, Live Six, which is this other, uh, if I can sure. throw this in here Absolutely. real quick, we're doing an event tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday with Live Six in the Livernois Six Mile Quarter around this old uh, cafe called The Chessmate. Some of your audience members might have mm-hmm. gone there to hear Joni Mitchell in the 60s or Neil Young sure. or John Lee Hooker, and then in the 70s it became a disco uh, place. But that neighborhood is obviously you know, in a big transition as well. Live Six is very active in storytelling and neighborhood engagement in that, in that, in that neighborhood. Um, and uh, you know, we would love to see that kind of activity over time around the Bluebird and that, right. that building. The building's still there. You can repla- Roofs can be replaced. Yeah, the right. stage was unique enough though that was going to be difficult it's this little jewel of a boat of a stage it looks like an old burlesque uh 
kind of stage you could imagine, you know, and um, that's unique. And yeah. so we were able to preserve that. But you can do a lot, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, as somebody who is uh, trying mightily to preserve uh, the neighborhood where he was born, exactly. uh, I can tell you that it is it is it is possible, but it is always difficult. Uh, and of course, the, the the big thing you need is money. <laughs> well, you don't. And, but I will say this, though, you know, uh, one of the things that we've learned in our five years together, you know, we have sort of a group of nerds, archivists, uh, <laughs> librarians, you know, musicians who just love this stuff, and I represent them. Yeah. And one of the things we've learned is, yes, of course you need money. You can't do zero. Zero doesn't work. <laughs> but you don't have to have preposterous right. amounts of you don't money. Have to be wealthy. I'm not going to say how much money we had to, to, to do the stage, the DC3 Goddess, because we're very happy yeah. and thankful, <laughs> but it wasn't a ton of money. Right. But you need something. It's and within you, reach. If absolutely. You really and yeah. if you put some sweat equity into things, you can get things done. And especially if you think of things as not just the building, but programming. Yes. You know, this, with the stage, with not a lot of money, it becomes this thing now. It gets pulled off from the wall. It, it can go into a school. It can go to France. It now has a, um, instead of being up against the wall now it has this backdrop where you can do video projection onto yeah. the back and storytelling so it'll end up doing new things um and and again it has a whole it has a whole new life whole new life yeah. absolutely uh, this is detroit today on 1019 wdet i'm stephen henderson my guest is dr carlton s goals he is an activist in detroit music history preservation we are talking about the restoration of the famous stage at the Bluebird Inn. Uh, you want to join the conversation? Do you remember the Bluebird? Do you remember who played there? Uh, give us a call. Let us know about that. 313-577-1019 is the number. 313-577-1019. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Carlton, I want to talk about some of the history at the Bluebird, and particularly with regard to Miles Davis, I think a lot of folks in Detroit don't know how important that place and this city was to his emergence as, of course, one of the greatest uh, trumpeters of, of all time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, w uh, just to be clear, you know, my work as a scholar really comes out of disco and techno and house music. That's my thing. Important stuff, too. I love that stuff, too. But, you know, so I'm indebted to people like Lars Bjorn and Jim Gallert, who wrote the Before Motown book and have done such work there, sure. and the E. Azalea Hackley collection at the Detroit Public Library, and all these places where you can get some of this rich material. And, of course, people from the neighborhood who lived there for years. Yes. Um, so... There's a ton of history there, absolutely national acts, local acts. It was a place where national and local could rub up against one another. And kids, I mean, honestly, young people like James Jamerson yeah. could play with, you know, bass player who ended up being in Motown and all that kind of stuff, went to Northwestern High School, could rub shoulders with these national people coming through and was really a point of education, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, that's 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 kind of the, the big yeah. important thing. And then with the Sound Conservancy's work with jazz, you know, we have preserved the Greystone Jazz Museum archives, the Greystone International Jazz Museum and Hall of Fame, which was abandoned in the book tower. We salvaged all those materials. Wow. We've worked with the United Sound Systems, obviously, to get their historic district status. And of course, Dizzy Gillespie ran his record label there yes. at the exact same time where he probably played something <laughs> like the Bluebird. I don't have those nights in my head, yeah. but, but it would have made total sense. So it's really part of a larger... Uh, we see these things as connected. Yeah. You know, the Bluebird Inn, it's sort of an... If you think of it as an island then it's an island. But if you think of it as connected to these other institutions, then it's something else. And yeah. then you can work 
uh, work with it, I think. And and uh, I feel like there's an, an emerging appreciation of music history in Detroit that goes beyond the things that everybody everybody already knows. I mean, everybody knows Motown. Everyone knows how that defined Detroit music for a very long time. But, but both before Motown and yep. afterward, you have just as significant uh, contributions and developments here. Absolutely. The usual suspects are the usual suspects. And even the usual suspects, of course, don't get their full due. We, <laughs> right? we think of people like, uh, you know, major artists as being uh, just fine and they've got all their money <laughs> and whatever, but we know that's not yeah, al- always, always, always true. But yeah, we, we would like to think that we're part of a larger, we're, you know, we're not just alone. There are other groups working in this area. Um, but you know, it takes, it takes hard work. It takes sweat equity. It takes, um, starting small on these little projects. We don't, again, we don't need a lot of money, but we need some. And, uh, you know, we're, we're still always looking for some leadership too. You know, we, we always are looking for both cities, you know, city council helped us with the United Sound historic district status. They, Mm -hmm. they voted, they, we know they care. Uh, but it's not just enough to, um, you know, as much as I love Stevie Wonder Way, love Stevie Wonder Way, do not, I want that, you <laughs> right? know, in my city. But that's one aspect sure. of music preservation. We need to do other things as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the stage is coming back to Detroit. Uh, talk yes. about where where it will, where it will go. Where can where people next? interact with this? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, right now, uh, it's all about when it gets back. It has to be packaged <laughs> and then it has to go on a boat. So those dates are a little strange. But my, our hope is for some summer programming. We have a couple of ideas. Uh, we are hoping, right now I'm doing uh, some curation work at uh, MOCAD for a fall show called Sonic Rebellion uh, about the riots and rebellion and sort of taking the rebellion as a point of departure for talking about musical history. Yeah. So I'm working with them a little bit on that. Uh, so maybe the Bluebird stage there. We'll see uh, how it works wow. with, with, you know, that's all coming together. So you know yeah. art. It's very, yeah. uh, <laughs> does this. Organic. Very organic. So we'll see how it goes. But regardless, it's going to do stuff in Detroit. And then it's going to travel again. We want it to go to... Uh, you know, festivals. We want it to go to other places in the country. It needs to do some work before it can come home and be a permanent part of either the Sound Conservancy's, you know, future permanent space or a renewed Tireman world or or something like that. But it has to go out and tell that story. And, uh, you know, it's it's work is not done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It would be fabulous if one day that stage could be part of our wonderful jazz festival that uh, takes place here. In and that's in the fall. Year. That'd and be great. Yeah. And we know Jim Gallert who yeah. works with them. And yeah. so that's also part of the conversation. It's just, to, you know, it's all about time and logistics and all those kinds of things, but it's, it's built to do those things yeah. and it's built to go through that door. We, we built it modularly. <laughs> it's big, but when you put it together, it's 10 feet by about eight feet by about 10 feet tall. Uh-huh. You know, it's not small, uh, but it fits in lots of different places, yeah. and uh, it can go through a door. So, Excellent. All right, Carlton Goals, uh, activist in Detroit music history preservation. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Stephen. Thank I really appreciate today. it. Wonderful project. All right, that's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow for our opening day special show at the Majestic Cafe in Midtown, 9 to noon. You can come out or listen along and get with us on your walk-up song. What would your walk-up song be if you were one of the Tigers? Go to WDET.org and put it in there. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. See you tomorrow.